Welcome to the Army Talent Management Podcast, where we explore how the Army is optimizing its human capital management practices to develop a ready, professional, diverse, and integrated team of trusted professionals that are prepared to fight and win in a complex world. Talent wins, and winning matters. Hello, I'm Sergeant Major Felicia Red from the Army Talent Management Task Force. Welcome to today's episode of the Talent Management Podcast. This podcast is the third in a series that focuses on the Command Assessment Program, or CAP. The Command Assessment Program is a world-class, fair, consistent, and safe program that identifies and assesses future commanders and key leaders' ability and potential to serve in centrally selected leadership positions in the U.S. Army. CAP incorporates additional relevant information about the leader's psychometric assessments, cognitive and non-cognitive abilities, written and oral communication skills, peer and subordinate feedback, and physical fitness. To date, nearly 3,400 officers and sergeants major have gone through the command assessment and sergeant major assessment programs. One significant change to this year's program is that each candidate will receive a candidate feedback form prior to departing CAP on day five. This feedback form will provide the candidate's assessment outcomes compared to previous CAP iterations. Additionally, candidates will be provided with more detailed feedback following the publication of the selection list. With me today to discuss this is the Chief of Staff of the Command Assessment Program, Colonel Bob O'Brien, an infantry officer who has commanded the battalion and brigade levels and has been with the talent management team for over four years. He's been an integral part of all the Command Assessment Program iterations since his pilot in 2019. Colonel O'Brien, welcome back to the podcast. Before we get deeper into the episode, can you quickly explain the CSL ecosystem for those who may not be familiar with how it all works? Thanks, Sergeant Major Red. The centralized selection list ecosystem is the system that we are now using to assess and identify and ultimately select leaders to be commanders and key leaders on the battalion command list and principal general staff officers at division and core level in some cases higher. So what the CSL ecosystem does is it takes what was really good about our legacy system and incorporates that into phase one, which is the centralized selection list board. That CSL board considers a candidate's past performance through the lens of raters and senior raters and reflected on a series of officer and non-commissioned officer evaluation reports. So that series of evaluations gets evaluated by a board of general officers, and in the case of the sergeant major assessment program candidates, uh, some sergeants majors sit on that board as well. They spend about two minutes of time on any one particular candidate evaluating those candidates' performance files and assign a performance score to those candidates. We take that performance score and develop an invitation list and invite those candidates to the command assessment program based on their past performance, which reflects the vote of the chain of command and it reflects those candidates' record of past performance. So that's the first scored event that occurs in the CSL ecosystem. Once a candidate gets invited to CAP, uh, we add additional relevant information to assess the candidates objectively over the course of 17.5 contact hours with the candidate. 
to look at candidates from different perspectives and identify their talents, consider their readiness for command or key billet positions, as well as take a look at their strategic potential. That's phase two of the CSL ecosystem. It culminates in a uh, in an Army comprehensive talent interview where a panel of general officers and in the case of battalion commanders, candidates, there are a couple of colonels that serve on those panels. They vote by majority vote on whether the candidate is ready for command, and they also have a responsibility to assess the candidate's verbal talents. Once the command assessment program is complete, uh, after having gone through a series of psychometric assessments, going through some scored assessments in the form of the Army Combat Fitness Test, a written assessment, the verbal assessment, which I just discussed, as well as a strategic potential assessment, those four scores get added to the past performance score and form the order of merit list that we will take to the Chief of Staff of the Army for approval before we hand that order of merit list back to the Human Resources Command to begin building the centralized selection list or the folks who are selected for these commands and key leaders. There are a couple of other programs that we have that incorporate additional principal officials. For example, the Acquisition Leader Assessment Program, uh, the Army Acquisition Executive is the approving authority for the order of merit list on that. But for the majority of our candidates who are competing in the Army competitive category, the Chief of Staff of the Army is the ultimate approval authority for that order of merit list. Uh, once the principal official approves the list, we hand it back to Human Resources Command and they begin. They publish the list and use that list as an input into slating leaders for their particular jobs that they will ultimately get. You've discussed this in previous podcast episodes in the CAP series, but for our new listeners who are tuning in, please explain what CAP candidates participate in during the program and how candidates are evaluated. So a little bit deeper into the assessments at the Command Assessment Program, I've discussed the scored components of it, uh, the ACFT, or the Army Combat Fitness Test, the writing assessment, the verbal assessment, and the strategic potential assessment. In addition to, to those scored events, there are also informing events or informing assessments as well. A series of psychometric assessments, a, an, an observed behavior exercise. Uh, each candidate will spend an hour interviewing with a psychologist as an intake interview so the psychologist can contextualize the input that will ultimately go into the Army Comprehensive Talent Interview panel for them to make a decision before they vote. There are three screening events for which a candidate can be determined not yet ready for command. The first event or the first assessment that a candidate encounters when they come into the CAP is they conduct an Army standard height weight test. If they pass that height weight test and meet the Army standard, then they continue on in the command assessment program. The second screening event is the Army Combat Fitness Test. Uh, not only is that a scored event, but if a candidate does not pass that event, the candidate is screened out and will not appear on the centralized selection list when it's ultimately published. And then the final screening event is the Army Comprehensive Talent Interview itself. If a candidate is voted ready for command, then the candidate will appear on one of two lists 
that ultimately get published for the CSL. The principal list is the list of folks that will go into command and key billet positions. The alternate list is a list of those who may go into command or key billet positions if a slot becomes available. But if a candidate is voted not yet ready for command in the ACTI, then the candidate will not appear on either one of those lists and is determined not yet ready for command. Thanks for that response. Before we begin to discuss each aspect of the candidate feedback card, let's first discuss the catalyst for developing the card. Can you discuss if there was something that prompted the need to provide immediate feedback to the candidates? How did the candidates receive feedback in prior iterations of the command and sergeant major assessment programs? And lastly, what is the importance of providing feedback to candidates prior to departure? So the command assessment program was originally developed as an assessment and selection system, uh, and we did not originally build in a feedback mechanism for individual candidates into the system. As we iterated on uh, improving the program as we came out of the, the original pilot, we realized that we're gathering quite a bit of data about the candidates, and it would be responsible of us to to provide some level of feedback. So every year that we have conducted uh, the command assessment program, we have increased the level of feedback. We've done it very iteratively and very de deliberately because we want to make sure that we're not giving away the farm, so to speak, so that candidates can game the system and figure out how they should be answering questions in the command assessment program assessments. Uh, themselves. So what, uh, what has occurred over the last three years is that we started with a blank piece of paper where candidates could take notes as they were conducting their 30-minute developmental outbrief with an operational psychologist. That was the original feedback mechanism. We've progressed that over time to a structured guided self-development block. Last year was 30 minutes of guided self-reflection, and this year we've reduced that to 15 minutes of guided self-reflection because we've moved from 30 minutes of developmental outbrief time with an operational psychologist to 45 minutes this year. So an hour total block, 15 minutes devoted to self-reflection, 45 minutes devoted to developmental outbrief from the candidates. We've received very positive responses uh, from the candidates on the amount of time that they're, they're able to spend in development with an operational psychologist. But truthfully, no, fee no amount of feedback is ever really going to be enough for most people. They want much more feedback. So we're looking at ways that we can, we can always improve the feedback while maintaining the integrity of the assessments. The thing that really drove the iterative improvements in feedback is many comments from candidates. We conduct after-action reviews every night in previous iterations. We conduct multiple after-action reviews in the command assessment program that we're currently doing with small groups every day. And there's a, a constant stream of requests for feedback and more feedback and more feedback, which is a good thing because people want the feedback to be able to develop themselves. We've also had many significant conversations with leaders across the Army uh, that they would like to be able to provide more developmental opportunities for the candidates they send to the command assessment program. 
And so they have asked us for more feedback as well. One of the most significant populations of folks, leaders especially, who are asking for more feedback are, are those who have the responsibility to notify candidates within their chain of command that they have been found not yet ready for command. This year, candidates are walking away with a, an initial feedback card. And then after we get the list published and after the new year, as we enter into 2023, we will send each candidate much more detailed, long-form feedback that they can use to begin improving their own developmental program or building their own individual development program. That form will be very useful. It's going to incorporate a tremendous amount of feedback directly from panel members. It will also synthesize the themes of peer and subordinate feedback. But we're always very careful with peer and subordinate feedback, especially to make sure that we do not give candidates the opportunity to understand precisely where that feedback is coming from. And we never give such precise comments or feedback to a candidate about what's coming from those peer and subordinate assessments so that a candidate doesn't have the opportunity to pinpoint exactly who provided that feedback to us. So let's talk about specifics of the candidate feedback card. Can you discuss the areas from the command assessment program that the participant will be provided immediate feedback on? So the candidate feedback card is a product that we build upon completion of the candidate's Army Comprehensive Talent Interview block. It captures the scored events at the command assessment program as well as the screening events. So each card has a spot for the height weight test. That'll be a go, no-go annotation. The Army Combat Fitness Test, that'll be a go or no-go determination. And we're not providing scored or a percentile range in that particular block because there is no previous data in the Army for record ACFTs, right? So this is the first year that we're doing the ACFT. So it'll be annotated in a go, no-go manner. Candidates also receive uh, feedback on their written and verbal communications talents. Those will be expressed in the form of a percentile range from zero to 100. So if you're on the left end of the bell curve, you may receive feedback that you are in the zero to 10 percentile range. If you're on the right end of the bell curve or scoring very well, you'd be in the 90 to 100 percentile range. Likewise, for the written feedback, same type of percentile range. And then there's a composite score that is also expressed in a percentile range from zero to 100. That composite score brings together all of the components of the command assessment program in an unweighted formula to show a candidate where they fell out in comparison to all previous iterations of CAP. It is not in comparison with the current population that is being assessed in CAP 24. And the reason that it's not compared to their own population in the cohort where they're currently competing is because all the data is not gathered for CAP 24. So we, we can only look back at, uh, at previous iterations. So what's interesting about this, this feedback card, especially as you look at the percentile ranges, is that this may be the first time that many of these candidates, all of whom are very high performers, may be the first time that they've ever been told that they are not in the upper range of their peer group. So 
everything falls out in a bell curve, some of these candidates, you know, half of these candidates are going to be in the upper percentile ranges. Some of these candidates, when compared to previous year groups, are going to be in the lower half of the percentile range. So that tends to be an area of concern. And we have received many calls from candidates and many emails from candidates who've received their initial feedback cards. And they're quite concerned uh, if they find that they're in the lower percentile ranges. What I'd offer is that reading or that assessment score in the lower percentile range really just offers the candidates a look at something, an honest look at something that may be a developmental need for them, something they they may want to focus on. And then the final piece of the initial feedback card is that each card has a sustain and improve free text box. What we do with that is each of those boxes has one comment from a voting panel member annotated in each of those blocks, one sustain and one improve. And then the second comment in each of those blocks is a sustain and improve that the candidate and the developmental outbrief psychologist agree on as the things that the candidate wants to focus on and specifically take away from CAP. So each of those blocks will have two comments, one one sustain and one improve from a panel member, one sustain and one improve from the candidate him or herself in agreement with their operational psychologist. Thanks for that response. In addition to the candidates, who will have access to the candidate feedback card and how will that information be used? So the initial candidate feedback card is something we hand to the candidate when they out process and that's where the initial candidate feedback is going right now. We have talked about providing the initial candidate feedback card to chain of command, potentially to human resources command, assignment managers specifically. We're a little bit concerned about the potential for bias to enter into the system if that kind of information gets pushed in a requirement to the chain of command and to human resources command. So what I would offer to candidates who are receiving this feedback is if they desire to share that feedback with their chain of command or with their career manager, then that would be appropriate. But as of this podcast, there's no intent for us to provide that information to the chain of command or to human resource managers. Thanks for that response. Does the feedback card give the candidate insight about how they perform against their peers in this iteration of the assessment program or their likelihood of being selected for command or key leadership positions? Are candidates able to infer if they will be selected for key positions based on the prompt feedback that they will be provided? So the purpose of the initial feedback card is just that, to give initial feedback to the candidates. So because we're comparing their assessment performance at CAP 24 to the previous years of the command assessment program, it is not in relation to other candidates at CAP 24. So that's, that's the first point. What candidates should infer from the initial feedback card is that these are areas that they may want to sustain or they may want to develop. It's raw feedback. We're on a really tight timeline to put all of this together and make sure the candidate has it as early as 03.30, the morning that they out process. So the very next morning after they conduct their Army Comprehensive Talent Interview. And we're very 
accurate on what we put in there. We go through a lot of checks to make sure that is is accurate. And we confirm with the candidate when we hand the sealed envelope with the card in it to the candidate that it is in fact their card. But what you cannot do with the initial feedback card is make an inference on whether you were voted ready for command or not yet ready for command. So you know if you've received that feedback card from the other two screening events, the ACFT and the height weight test, you know whether you're ready for command or not yet ready for command for those reasons, right? So if you get a go on the initial feedback card, you have passed those screening events. So the only thing left to make a determination on whether a candidate is not yet ready for command would be the Army Comprehensive Talent Interview. There is not a way to infer from the initial feedback card whether the panel voted ready for command or not yet ready for command. It's initial snapshot. It's an unweighted formula that creates that composite score, and it's a data point of feedback that candidates may want to consider as they're building their individual development plans One of the interesting uses for the initial feedback card, in addition to the potential voluntary release to the chain of command or to human resource managers, is that candidates can take that initial feedback card as well as the notes that they gathered in their developmental outbrief with the psychologist, and they can use those products or that feedback that they've gathered to bring into the five and a half hours of executive coaching that we offer to every candidate. We've offered that opportunity for every candidate that has come through the command assessment program over the last three years, and we're continuing it this year. And so five hours of executive coaching plus a half hour if a candidate opts in to take the emotional quotient inventory, that additional half hour is used to read that EQI assessment. That assessment, the EQI, as well as what happens in the sessions between the coach and the individual are confidential between the coach and the individual. Those are not things that get released to anybody else except for the coach and the candidate. Thanks for that response. Let's talk about the more detailed feedback that the candidates will receive following the publication of the selection list. What's included in this feedback? What is the significance of providing the candidates with this additional information? So the long form feedback, as we call it, is a product that we've used for a couple of years now for candidates who've come through CAP and have gone through the pre-command course at Fort Leavenworth. Those folks who went through PCC were the only CAP candidates who received that long form feedback. This year, what's different is every candidate is going to receive that long-form feedback. So we'll start in mid to late January with a release to those folks who are not yet ready for command. Then the next wave will go to those who were selected on the alternate list. And then the final wave of long feedback cards will go to those who were selected on the principal list. That form brings together uh, in a much more comprehensive manner the assessments that we administer at the command assessment program. It includes Likert scale data from peer and subordinate assessments. It includes themes that may have come out in the free text comments in peer and subordinate assessments. 
It does not include any type of information that would identify feedback about a candidate from any one particular person who provided peer or subordinate feedback. And then it also synthesizes the panel member comments that were gathered during the Army Comprehensive Talent Interview. That will provide a much more developmental opportunity for candidates that are coming through. And again, that's something that candidates can share with their chain of command, with their human resources managers if they desire. And they can also use that information to share with their coach to develop individual development plans if they desire. This covers what we wanted to discuss during this episode, and it's time to wrap it up. To our guest, Colonel O'Brien, thank you for being on the show. Always a pleasure. To all the listeners out there, thanks for joining us and be on the lookout for future episodes. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Apple and Google. For more information, you can visit the Talent Management Task Force website at talent.army.mil. Thanks for joining us. Talent wins and winning matters. Thanks, Sergeant Major. Talent wins. The Army Talent Management Task Force would like to thank our listeners for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information on Army Talent Management initiatives, or if you have an idea for a future podcast, please visit our website at talent.army.mil. Don't forget to share with your colleagues.